102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you respond. Pretty straightforward. The phone numbers, use them. Made a promise in 2024 to, to take the call, so we'll see what happens with that. 512-834-1027. It's 512-834-1027. You want to follow me on Twitter or X or whatever they call it this week, do so. I'm at Jeff Ward Show. You can post comments on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week. Just don't suck. Make the show better. Get straight to the point. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Make sure you check out and subscribe to the podcast. We drop it each afternoon. The Jeff Ward Show podcast is available wherever you download your podcasts. We also drop a YouTube show every afternoon. Jeff Ward Show on YouTube. I look like Shrek sitting in front of a weird wall, but seems to be doing pretty well. So check it out. You know, it didn't take long for this um, to start, and it won't stop anytime soon. I mean, there's only a few things that could make this conversation and thought process stop. So none of those things have happened, so here it goes. Texas had a shot with one second left against Washington. No, they didn't necessarily deserve to be in that spot, but they were with one second left. Well, zero seconds, then one second was put back on, so they had a chance. They had a chance. A ridiculously good chance. I want you to follow me on this. Could it have been different? Here's what's going on. Here's where this whole thing is going. I didn't think it would start this fast, but it has. Fans and media look at that game. And fans and media, even if you're not a fan, and say wait a second, what if we had that guy? Yeah, what if we had that guy? When you watch the best pure passer since Joe Burrow, my opinion, argue all you want, what if Texas had someone like the best pure quarterback since Joe Burrow? Yeah, what if they had that guy? I'm sure they're now saying, they are now saying, what if we had that guy? It, it, may, it does make some sense. Their thinking is, wait a second. I mean, everyone's thinking this. Not even Texas. Texas hasn't said a word. But this is, you know, this is now starting to snowball. And, and what it is is, well, look, Texas gets whatever it wants. It outspends everybody. Uh, there, nothing is an object. So Texas gets whatever it wants. So what if they had that guy? Do you know, have any idea where this is going? The what if we had that guy conversation? What if we had that guy is not necessarily wrong. I mean, I don't really blame somebody. You saw, I mean, you saw it. They saw it. You saw a great quarterback. You were destroyed by a great quarterback. You saw what a great quarterback can do. In fact, that's probably where this whole thing starts. Look, when you have someone like that, look what happens. If you have a better quarterback, Texas, right? If Texas had a guy like Michael Penix Jr., they'd be playing for the national championship. It wouldn't even be close. It started, and I don't necessarily have to say it's delusional. Texas fans are usually pretty delusional. Um, they expect to get any toy they want, and usually does happen. So I don't think it's delusional. I don't think the thinking is necessarily wrong. I don't blame anybody for saying, yeah, yeah, we're that close, but what do we have that guy? 
If Texas had Michael Penix Jr., yes, of course they'd be playing Michigan. They'd probably be favored against Michigan. So the worst thing, here's where this is going. (laughs) The worst thing that happened to Quinn Ewers, the quarterback for Texas, a guy who played pretty well against Washington. It wasn't his fault that Washington beat them. Michael Penix Jr. beat them. But the worst thing that could happened to Quinn Ewers was Michael Penix Jr. and his ridiculous performance against Texas. Now everyone is saying, hey, what if we had that guy? And I don't say this for the obvious reasons, right? right? If you had Michael Penix Jr., that's stupid, Jeff. Of course you're going to win that game. That's not, that's not what I'm saying at all. In fact, I'm going to say the not-so-obvious reason, and that is fans and media look at that game and say, What if Texas had that kind of quarterback? The next line of thinking, this is where this whole thing is going. The next line of thinking is, wait, we might have that guy. We might have that guy in Arch Manning. Yeah. I I doubt it, but that's the line of thinking. Uh, This is going to be a common occurrence. It didn't take 36 hours. And I don't know that I blame anybody. I don't blame the players necessarily. But it, it didn't even take 36 hours for this to start. This is Yahoo Sports. The Texas Longhorns now have a major problem at quarterback. His last name is Manning. It's a weird way to word it, the problem at quarterback, but okay. Here's what it says. Had it all gone according to script, Quinn Ewers plays one more game at the University of Texas and shortly thereafter announces his intentions to declare for the NFL draft. The quarterback room, I hate the term, the quarterback room at the University of Texas is now the most interesting story in all of college football. Uh, Yeah, probably true. Arch Manning is the most high-profile recruit of all time. I didn't say the best player of all time, the most high-profile player of all time at Texas, maybe even the most high-profile high school player of all time as well. That's because he's from football royalty. Texas lost, it says in Yahoo, 37-31 to Washington on Monday in the Sugar Bowl in the national semifinals. Ewers played a decent game. And Heisman Trophy winner, a runner-up, Freudian slip, Heisman Trophy runner-up, Michael Pinnis Jr. played like an NFL quarterback. He didn't just play like an NFL quarterback. He played like an NFL quarterback been in the league five years. It's hard to envision a scenario where Ewers is the starting quarterback at Texas in 2024, and he's not a bad college quarterback. Declaring for the NFL draft now would be a needless risk. Yeah, probably. I can, I can summarize that, too, because I think there's some interesting scenarios there. Also a risk, returning to Texas for an additional season when quarterback... Royalty is QB2. Arch Manning didn't go sign with Texas to watch football. Yeah. Uh, None of these guys do, right? None of them show up to watch. The argument is, but that's football royalty. He certainly didn't show up to watch. It goes on. Ewer says, I'm a human being. I understand what's ahead. A lot can happen in 365 days. That's all we can really do is attack the offseason the right way and just continue to build this team to what it's capable of being. That sounds like a man who intends to return to Austin. Quarterback royalty, 
Yahoo says, is the current QB2. And Arch Manning will want to play. Quinn Ewers had a script, so does Arch Manning. Steve Sarkeesian will handle this rewrite, and it's hard to see a scenario where Manning is anything other than QB1. So <laughs> there you go. It's on. <sighs> Neither player, I, I, I want to give props to these. In a world full of what I think are people that handle things publicly in a terrible way, particularly in college football where the worst of the worst is Jim Harbaugh, but the players aren't far behind. These two guys could not. Let me say this about Ewers in particular. He could not handle things any better. Really. And then it just be kind of quiet. Just play. Neither player asked for it. Um, but it is going to be the offseason of why not Arch Manning. Let me circle back to what I was saying earlier. You can start to feel and think, okay, 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 we saw their guy, the best guy, the, the closest thing to Joe Burrow we've seen in a few years. We've seen what happens when you have that, and you've seen what happens when you have Quinn Ewers, who's, yeah, he's pretty good. He's improved immensely, by the way. So you can see, I can, I can fully appreciate particularly after that game, seeing what Michael Pennis Jr. did and everyone going, wow, that's like another level. <laughs> that is, that's, that guy can carry an entire team. Yeah. And I can see how Texas would look at themselves or media would look at this game and say, well, maybe they got that guy. He's over there. Because you, you, can't, you can't win it all with this guy, but maybe you've got the next one like Penix Jr. sitting over there because he's football royalty. It does make some sense. I, I mean, I could see that line of thinking. I don't think it's all that illogical. Quinn Ewers has improved a great deal. Uh, the guy has handled himself publicly the best you can. He's a solid player. There. There. When you go up against and you, you watch everything that Michael Pennis Jr. do and then you compare it to someone else like Quinn Ewers, it's going to be night and day. He's that much better than everyone else. So now none of this, this is where the whole thing, you don't know, right? For right now, assuming he's coming back, this is the storyline, right? I mean, people are already writing about it. It's the most interesting story in college football. I don't really find that it is, but the fact that it's football royalty it does make it it does make it the biggest story. None of this is going to matter if Quinn Ewers declares for the NFL draft. He hasn't publicly said one way or another. The closest thing you have to him saying anything publicly is his statement after the semifinal game, and it did sound like a guy that's coming back to Texas. I mean, if I if any sensible person were to be near him to talk about his draft status, they would tell him just go back to Texas and play another year. The argument for not leaving to go to the NFL draft is no different than what I said back in probably July. And that is, one, um, he's far down the list of desired quarterbacks coming out. There's probably six to eight, maybe even more, that would be taken before him. At least six. So, you know, why not? The, lo the logical thing to, to say would be, why not have another good year? And build your status. The other part is why to go back and not go yet is that he's been injured often and he needs to prove to a team, I don't care if it's round two through four, he needs to prove to a team that he can stay healthy for a full year. Those are the reasons why you don't go. He's not going to be a first rounder. He's not going to be a high pick. Uh, it doesn't, and then the injury part, there. 
the argument for coming out, uh, and maybe stuff like this does play into it, which I think is, as I've said many times, I, I'm going to trust in this day and age, this should have been true always, but certainly in this day and age, when you've got these high-profile quarterbacks, these kids that think that they are everything, they think that they're supposed to play right away, um, you do have to be brutally honest with whoever's in front of you if you're a football coach. I mean, you just have to. And if you really, if you, if it's true that you're going to throw the door open for the job to be open for the quarterback position, you've got to tell Quinn Ewers that. You have to. The guy's handled himself as well as you can. You owe him that. So the reason for not coming back would be, one, he's losing pieces all around him. Already today, Xavier Worthy decided that he was going to go to the NFL draft. Uh, the group of receivers is about to be depleted. So a lot of what made you look good, including that last sort of drive against Washington, guys are pulling balls out of the sky, um, they're going to be gone. Number two, he may want to play in the NFL now. The thinking could be made enough money at Texas, got the cars, got some cash. Um, the thinking could be, and I get this too, look, I don't care if I'm in the first round or not. I just want to get drafted and go play. I want to get on a roster. So the money in the draft position doesn't matter that much to me. It's rare that guys would think that way, but I suspect some could. And he'd be taken probably in rounds two through four. He might be cool with that. Number three, his job is up for grabs. That's what, that's what the, that's what the headline is. Texas has a quarterback now has a quarter major quarterback problem. His name is Manning. That's the third part of this. That if his job were up for grabs, he can't turn around and come back to Texas and risk losing the job. If in fact his coach said, "I gotta let you know, you might lose the job. You might not." But you can't come back and burn. Even if you're going to pick in round three or four, you can't come back and sit on the bench. Now, part 3A, I guess, of that would be he's already been told to go because he'll likely lose his job. That would be weird, but okay. So this is where my Michael Penix Jr. take comes from. Fans and media have seen the ceiling for Quinn Ewers. He's improved. I can't believe I'm defending the guy because a year ago, year and a half ago, I'm saying there were times he needed to be pulled. The skill set wasn't very good, but he's improved. But you've probably seen the ceiling. You've seen him go head-to-head with Michael Pettix Jr., and it wasn't even close. It looked, you could see the difference. I mean, everything that people thought about him was magnified by seeing a different kind of player, thinking, well, gosh, we don't have it now, but maybe we have it sitting on the bench. You might. You might. I thought Quinn Ewers played pretty well against Washington. Um, He's become a solid starter. He's tough. He's pretty calm. Um, doesn't seem to get rattled often. He he did the, he saved him a second by getting knocked down and throwing the ball out of bounds. I mean, there's there's not a, a great deal of criticism about the guy tapping out his own potential. So I thought he made a game effort of it against Washington. He's not the reason Texas was beaten. That's surely that's plainly obvious by now. But people see Michael Penix Jr. and you say, well, we know Quinn Ewers is not that guy. But maybe Arch Manning is that guy. That's where this offseason is going. That's where this article came from, and that's where countless conversations going forward are going to start. Okay? I mean, even when people, even if I sit here and argue and tell you, wait a second here, a guy 
the guy that took you to a conference championship, haven't been there in a long time, the brink of playing for the national championship, that guy could lose his job to a kid that's played four to six snaps? It's really hard to justify. But then, the other side of it is exactly where people are going. Well, you know how to win. You just have that guy like that, like Penix. You got Joe Burrow, you're going to win. Maybe we have, that's our guy over there. He's the next Michael Penix Jr. Now, you don't know if that's true at all. You don't. I don't. But if he's closer to that guy, if you think there's a ceiling there, then, and you want to roll the dice, and you say, we're going to we're going to blow it up and just take the risk that there's a greater ceiling, then that's where this goes. Point being, this is the conversation going forward until, if and until Quinn Ewer says he's leaving Texas. This is it. It's going to be nonstop. And neither of those guys, to their credit, seem to have asked for it. They do everything they can publicly to stay away from it. This is one of the rare times in a world of jackasses like Aaron Rodgers, Here's two college guys that rarely say a word, man. They, they, they could pour gas on this hype. And it would overwhelm that program. Because the hype is going to be insane. This Yahoo story was less than two days after the game. Because I do think people are now reminded. Huh. Well, there's our guy. He was close. He's good. We were close. But if we had that one guy, we win the championship. Hey, wait a minute. He's royalty. What if that's the guy? That's where this is going for the foreseeable future. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. But I like that kid. Well, did I not say stuff like this was coming? Didn't quite think it would take this turn, but here we go. So last offseason, the entire offseason was the offseason of Aaron Rodgers' drama. Self-inflicted drama, look at me drama, worship me drama. It was nonstop. The man is insufferable. He's such a narcissistic pig. So, fast forward, this offseason. Wait, we're not even to the offseason. <laughs> we still have a game left. This offseason, which I guess is officially started, is now Aaron Rodgers unhinged. Yeah. You know, I'd predicted all along, I kept saying a while back, I said, he's going he's gonna to do it. He's going to go there. He's going to go tinfoil hat guy on us sooner or later. I thought... If he did enough news conferences, I thought he might go. 9-11 was an inside job. I thought he would go anti-vax on us. I just I, I knew it was coming. Now we have the off-season that's not the off-season yet of Aaron Rodgers unhinged. Huh. I don't think the NFL will do anything. I don't think the Jets have the stones to do anything. But I do assume both the NFL and the Jets and probably the Disney company as well, would like him to shut up. I don't think they'll ask. I don't. But it's an interesting setup. 
His agent would certainly like him to shut up about right now. His employer, that'd be the Jets, would probably like him to shut up about right now. ESPN, even Pat McAfee might be more than happy to get his weekly shares and clicks because it's good. I mean, it's, it's great stuff. But even they, both of them, might have even, if not now, might soon, predictably reach a point very soon where they'd like him to shut up. Now, if you're offended by me talking about tinfoil hat guy, I don't care. You say stuff like this, you're not just tinfoil hat guy. You're not just jackass on a message board. You are dangerous. I'm in the business of shares and publicity. Okay? Um, And the publicity of Aaron Rodgers and the stuff that he says, okay, is good, and I'm going to say to a point. You wouldn't think that interviewing a future Hall of Famer would run the risk of crossing a line. Okay, you might just, you know, it's just goofy Aaron Rodgers. He's on the whatever acid or whatever. You know, he's, he's that way. We all know how he is. He's drama. He likes everyone to talk about him. Everybody gets that by now. We're kind of used to him. You wouldn't think talking to a goofy Hall of Famer would cross the line. But it has. It's not the way I thought it would, but I'm not all that surprised. There's a point that controversy for controversy becomes toxic. Right? I know a lot of people think, well, all publicity is good publicity, to a point. Is Aaron Rodgers that close? Is he that close to it becoming toxic? I think the answer is yes. Now, this is not before you do the knucklehead thing. Don't say this is a First Amendment issue. The government is not shutting down Aaron Rodgers. A court might, <laughs> but the government is not that I know of. So when he's not talking about himself and creating drama, which is all, all the time, right? That's all the guy wants to do. I believe, I fully believe this I'm going to play was just because he wanted some attention. He's increasingly, though, going nut job conspiracy guy. I knew he had it in him. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was going to come out because every nut job conspiracy guy wants to be heard. They just want to vomit some words. It doesn't matter if it's anywhere close to being true. They are so into their nut job conspiracy thing that they just want to vomit those words. He said recently that he wants anyone who interviews him to disclose their vaccine status. And then people mocked him for that. He, he did. He, that's Usually what he does, he'll say something when people call him out on it. He'll go, well, what, well, you made that up. I didn't say that. But he did. That... That isn't all that shocking. What I mean, it's typical him. Um, he won't leave the vaccine thing alone, even though anyone, no one else is talking about it but him. But that's not where he went now. See, now this is what I'm saying. This goes from controversy for controversy's sake to controversy that potentially becomes toxic. And it's just not good for business. He's gone Jeffrey Epstein list on ESPN. He, he, yeah, it's not that funny. Uh, He went after Jimmy Kimmel, who then has turned around and threatened him legally. Two things before the, but Jeff, he can say what he wants. Please shut up with that. You can say anything. You can say anything you want. You get a microphone in front of your face. I know it feels great in your underwear on a message board, but if you happen to have a microphone in front of your face, you're absolutely right. You can say anything. But here's some advice. Just telling you from being in the business, here's some legitimate advice. You had better be right. 
if you publicly accuse a person of being involved in a crime, okay, you better be right. There's a big difference between saying, I don't think Jimmy Kimmel's funny, or I think Jimmy Kimmel's a jackass, or I think Jimmy Kimmel's fill in the blank, or me saying, I think Aaron Rodgers is a nut. And there's a big difference between those things. Surely you understand those. Maybe people don't. The fact that this guy is so unhinged that he can't appreciate that is pretty remarkable. There's a big difference between saying those things, I think, my opinion is, you're an idiot, whatever. And using a massive forum to, at the very least, at the very least, imply that someone is associated with a guy who was put in prison, killed in prison for trafficking underage girls. There's a big difference between I think you're a goofball and I think you might be involved with a child molester. That's a problem. See? If wacko Aaron Rodgers or anyone else implies that you're on the list, the Jeffrey Epstein list, which I have no problem with people being interested in the list, but you better be right. If you say it, you better be right. That's not an Aaron Rodgers opinion. That's Aaron Rodgers diving headfirst into a defamation suit. Trust me, I hear these things all the time. Defamation this, defamation that. No, me saying you're, I think you're a jackass is not defamation. You say somebody is involved with Jeffrey Epstein and you say it for 30 million, you have run straight into a defamation wall. The season is still going on. And look where he is already. We're not even to the offseason, and this nutcase is already there. I mean, if he's there with one game left, it's what I said from the very beginning about the Jets. You fools. You fools. I mean, look at your day. Your, your franchise is in shambles. You got married to this nutcase. A great MVP, first ballot Hall of Famer, nutcase. You let him dictate the terms. And then now look. Look at your world. What is Robert Sala going to do today when he walks up to the podium? I'm sorry, what? What? Epstein? What? That's life with Aaron Rodgers. Imagine what the offseason is going to be like. Here's what's reported now, and it's reported everywhere. Jimmy Kimmel fired back at Aaron Rodgers after the New York Jets quarterback implied on ESPN's Pat McAfee show that Kimmel's name may be found on a list of associates of convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. Kimmel issued a statement. For the record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein. Nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up and we'll debate the facts further in court. You're going to say, but, but people can say, <laughs> did you not hear what I told you? He didn't say, I think Jimmy Kimmel's a nutcase. I think Jimmy Kimmel sucks. I think, I think, I think. Well, but Jeff, he may not win the case. Okay. Really, if you're the Jets, you want to do this today? Is this what you really want to be doing? Is this what you want life to be like? Because this is not even the offseason. This is life with this guy. He is a nutcase. He is a narcissistic nut who can't let it go because he's got to have the attention. Now, when does it become, oh, controversy, oh, that's just Aaron, to the point of being so toxic, 
It's damaging everyone around him. Oh, by the way, I'm staring at a giant sign that says ESPN next to my face right now. And guess what one of the biggest shows in ESPN had to do today? There goes Pat McAfee. Whenever you're free wheeling and dealing in here, mm-hmm. you know, and you're sure. having conversations, Let it fly. They can they can certainly lead to some places that cause like international news and things mm-hmm. like that. And whenever there's accusations made about people, that can lead to lawsuits. Now, listen, have been in one before. Yes, with uh, Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Now, how'd that case end? Well, it ended with me having to read a letter, uh, basically stating that I know nothing uh, that anybody else doesn't know publicly already. Mm -hmm. That I'm not in the know for that whole thing. And then that was kind of disappeared, but that was a big thing for a long time. How did that come? Well, we just started making jokes about it. I think that is a good part of what we do, is we're able to kind of just roll with Mm -hmm. the punches. We're able to have a good time. We're all rather invested and studied in what's happening around the sports world at all times. Caitlin Clark last night. Oh, hell yeah. Unreal. Wait to hear about Luke Littler today. Oh, good. So we are very much in that world. So everybody that comes on the stage has to be able to like basically keep up with where we're headed. There's no form. There's no formal outline of what we're going to talk about, how we're going to talk about it. There's no A block, B block, C block. There's no scheduled conversations. There's no scheduled debates. There's no topics for you to think about before you get in there. There is just an opportunity to talk about damn near everything for three and a half hours. And in doing so, the upside of that is some magic can come that you never knew was going to come. Absolutely. Good times can be had. Laughs sure. can be had. Especially when you're rolling on like two hours of sleep like we were yesterday yeah. after the Rose Bowl. You can have a blast. And on the flip side, there could be some things that were certainly probably, I mean, uh, we're going to have to hear from them become something that is obviously a very serious allegation <laughs> mm-hmm. that then leads to a massive overnight story, uh, one in which well, I put baby down, sleep, haven't seen her in a while, and then yeah. I pick up my phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. But I can see exactly why Jimmy Kimmel felt the way he felt, especially with his position. Oh, too far. Uh, and a lot of people, uh, Jimmy Kimmel certainly okay. said that. Was- um, all right. Well, welcome to life with Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead. Just keep it up. It'll get worse. Everyone around him. Like I said, it's uh, ask the Jets how it's going today. Look at McAfee's doing today. I mean, that is that is um, a well-done statement of saying, man, I had nothing to do with that garbage. That's what that is. And that's the right thing to do. It's the only thing you can do. Anybody in the business knows. I mean, you got to get away from it when it's wrong, okay? When it's not opinion, when it's not fun, when it is accusing someone of a crime that you have no proof whatsoever, particularly this one. You fool. You absolute, out-of-control, unhinged fool. He, he, and notice who's not answering for it yet is Aaron Rodgers. Ask anyone that has employed him or worked with him, how's, how's your next few days going to go? You guys are going to talk about his Achilles. You're going to talk about, uh, I don't know, next off season. You're going to talk about workouts. No, nope, no. Nope. You're going to do what usually happens with him. You're going to talk about his drama. The guy's like a hand grenade of wrecking everything around him and acting like it's everyone else's fault. Knew it. So, well, but people can say, Jeff, you can. Go right ahead. You want to grab this mic and say someone is guilty of a crime that they weren't? Go ahead. For not even being sensible enough or ethical enough to know the difference between your opinion and a joke. Um, and 
flat out defamation. It's not technically liable because he's. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it can, I mean, it can constitute a libel case here. But look, look how everyone around him is having an answer. I can't. I can't. I would love to. I would love to see the uh, text messages to Robert Sala today. Oh, by the way, Coach, today you're gonna have to talk about Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Jeffrey Epstein list. Great. Nice. Another day, right? Just another day. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Subscribe to the Jeff Ward Show podcast or the aliens are going to come and get you. On 102.7 ESPN. Now back to the Jeff Ward Show. All right, on Twitter, it's at Jeff Ward Show. Quite a few tweets. I'm waiting for the tidal wave of shut up and leave him alone kind of tweets. Uh, at Jeff Ward Show. Maybe Quinn wasn't the reason they lost, but he also didn't become the reason they won. Yes. That's, that's correct. Okay. At Jeff Ward Show. So how much would Quinn get paid to stay next year? Would he get talk show host money? His car is well beyond talk show host money. You kidding me? His second car. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I've tried to think about that. Yeah, they'll throw some cash. I mean, money's no object, so we'll give him whatever. At Jeff Ward Show, Professor Ward, curious to know why you think Breakfast Foods got into sponsoring some bowl games this year. We had the Pop Tarts Bowl, great trophy. Remember, they ate it. They ate the thing. Uh, we had Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, just to name a few. Has the audience changed that is watching these games? I said yesterday, I, I don't know. I read a really interesting story about a guy who is basically trying to fix the bowl system and trying to fix it <laughs> in the most bizarre way. But it's not a bad try. But in the in the 3 a.m., not even I didn't was in, I didn't even make it to I didn't make it to four as usual. I was there right there at three. I started reading. And I cannot believe this. I made a joke yesterday about the audience size for the bowl games. And I, I'm not a huge, well, I shouldn't even say it. I was about to say some critical things of the rating systems, but it's probably not a smart thing for me to do. Um, can you believe this? There were three of the bowl games, whatever the holiday bowl is, What's that thing called? Um, probably, as you said, probably a breakfast cereal. Um, the Holiday Bowl, here are three of them. I assume these, December 27th, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. The Holiday Bowl, the Texas and Military Bowl, each drew 2.2 million viewers. What the hell are you people doing? Why? 2.2. No single NBA game that day had more than 500,000. So I, you know, I mean, I, even if even if these bowl games are doing half that audience, it, it is justification for a little bit of money. It is that's a good enough number to sell cereals and eating products. So I can't answer your question as to why more breakfast foods are involved. I, I don't know that answer. I do know one idea has been well, actually a few ideas have been floated. You can decide for yourself if you think this is a good way to quote save the bowl system. Although if you have an audience of two billion, you're not going anywhere. In the landscape of TV nowadays, two million is pretty is pretty good. It is not bad at all. 
You draw an audience of two million in TV today, you're not you're not losing your job. That bowl game is not going away. What one of the things that's proposed to stop these players who are leaving, the, the Florida State story, where they had 29 scholarship players left, injuries, guys transferring, and one of the ideas that's now being floated is just pay them to play in the bowl game. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, the guy who runs, I don't know, there was a person running these things, what a gig that is, uh, suggested the NCAA relax its rule preventing bowl games from offering players name, image, and likeness cash. Stop saying name, image, and likeness and just say cash. Give somebody cash. They don't do anything else. He's saying pay them to play in the game. Does anybody right now think that's a good idea? I want to know. Florida State, you know, because the transfer window, and it, which is a bad idea, but it's set up, I assume that it's set up with the idea that people need to transfer before the next semester. Probably plenty of people listening right now did it in college themselves. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's there for a reason. And it just happens to fall during bowl season, which happens to fall during the holiday break, which happens to be before the next semester. So, I mean, it does make some sense. That's when your deadline would be to go to leave. And so a lot of these guys are leaving to go to other places. And so the position of the, quote, bowl committee is why can't we just pay, why can't we just pay them to play in the game? Here's the idea. They can promote the title sponsor of the game, destination of the game, the convention and visitor bureau of that area. Oh, my gosh. So you're, you're a player. Take this kid at Texas. Well, that's not fair because that was a, they're going to play in a college football playoff. Uh, what did A&M play? What the hell was that? I don't even know. I watched some of it for some reason, but uh, it was awful. Okay, let's say um, starting or backup quarterback for A&M says, I, I'm, I'm out. And then they're on their way to the Mayo Bowl. And Mayo says, wait a minute, where's the Mayo Bowl? Do anybody even know? I don't even know. Let's say it's in Jacksonville, making it up. So then they say, well, listen, we're going to pay we're gonna pay you to stay here to play in this game. That's the suggestion. I'm not kidding. Does anybody notice a slight problem with that? Huh? So I want to leave because I want to go to... Making it up, I want to go to Mississippi State. No, 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 don't go, Jeff. We'd like to pay you $2,000 to show up and play in the bowl game. Okay, sure. Oh, man, I was about to go out on the field, but you know what? My Achilles is really tight. Sorry. Can't play today. Or why do I care if I threw an interception? Who cares? I'm leaving anyway. Do you really, would the the bowl games be better? I mean, really, this is the issue. And I don't blame them for being worried about it because, you know, what happened with Florida State was a mess. But would these, are you more likely to watch a bowl game in which the convention bureau has forked over cash or Capital One or Duke's Mayo or blah, 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 whatever cereal? Um... Would would you want to watch that game knowing that they paid the people who wanted to leave? Right? Guys, guys, don't go. Don't go. We got a few extra bucks for you. Okay? 
And then all you need to do is you need to stand up and say how much you love Jacksonville. And Jacksonville is the home of blah, blah, Leonard Skinnerd and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. I, I don't know what else they can do. I mean, I, I, I don't. I mean, I really don't know how you, you can stop these things from being shells of the rosters and being bad games. But I don't think it goes away if, if it's true that 2 million people have tuned in. I have no idea why you're tuning in, but if 2 million people tune in, these games are not going away. That is justification to sell some ads. Uh, that is justification to probably sponsor a game, even if it's lousy football. But imagine if you, if you were the parent company sponsoring the bowl game, Duke's Mayo, and somebody came to you and said, hey, Duke's Mayo... Is that, what it, is that what it's even called? I don't even know what it is. I would rather gouge my eyes out than have mayonnaise. <laughs> Dukes, uh, could you fork over an extra twenty-five grand to the sponsorship? Huh, why? Well, we need you to pay the guys that aren't going to play. <laughs> so you want me to give them the money because they don't want to be here? And so we give them the money, what are they going to do? Are they going to try really hard? No, probably not. They want to leave anyway, but we uh, it's worth a try, so let's put some money up and try to get them to hang around. Sheesh. I, I don't know that it's a... I think it's probably a terrible idea. I actually do. But I don't, know, I don't have a better solution because I, I was ready to say these things should not exist, but you now find out two million people watch some of them, then they're not going to go away, so you know, how are you going to make it better? How are you going to make them hang around and want to play? How are you going to get convince a good player who's on his way out, wants to leave for any number of reasons, is giving them a thousand bucks, five hundred bucks? I don't even know what it would be for them to play in a game they want no part of for a team they were trying to leave already. Does it make the game better? Uh, this makes me happy. Um, I shouldn't say this. Thankfully, my daughter has no clue what I'm about to say, but it kind of makes me laugh. You'd have to be above a certain age to appreciate this, but I got to give the fans some credit in this case. Yoko Swifto. Anybody know where this is going? Now, I, w- I don't want my daughter to hear this because um, Yoko Swifto is really funny to me. Very few people even know what that means. But it's a creative take by Chiefs fans who are pissed. And you can't blame the Chiefs fans for being delusional. Cowboys fans have no excuse for being delusional. Like, you ever want enough to be delusional. But the Chiefs are in the dynasty conversation, then all of a sudden their offense is mediocre at best. They're losing games they would never have lost, and they're losing games in ways that are foreign to their fans, so their fans are doing the logical thing and blaming Taylor Swift and calling her Yoko Swifto. <laughs> I like that a lot. Well, wait, Jeff, it's still, why is that so funny? Come on, think. Hey, they won the Super Bowl before she came along. Distracted everyone. Yoko Swifto. The Chiefs lost to the Raiders on Christmas Day. Anybody remember that? At home. So they're not going to get the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. They're now 3-5 and five since Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift began dating. Over that time, Travis Kelsey has one touchdown. Yoko Swifto. So 
They're probably going to be what? Three seed in the AFC? Yoko Swifto. You still don't get it? You need to look it up real quick. Why would Yoko Swifto make sense? Why would Yoko be mentioned at all? The context is she was blamed for everything that went wrong with the Beatles. So why wouldn't you just assume the Chiefs are the Beatles, right? They kind of are in the football terms. She comes along. The dude's not catching any passes. He's spray tanning all the time now. They're not winning. Everything's wrong. It's Yoko Swifto's fault. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.